This is Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine, the most listened to podcast for parents by parents. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Back Talk, the talk show for parents. And I want you guys, if you're listening, to go to our Facebook page and you know share the links with your followers, post this on all social media. We need to let people know that we're about to go live or that we are live now and that we want them to follow us and listen. So we're going to be talking today about clean air, about anti-pollution. And today we have Heather McTier-Tony, the National Field Director for Moms Clean Air Force. Hi, Heather. How are you doing? I am wonderful. Hello. How are you? And hello, everyone that's joining us in live land. It's good to be here today. Great. Well, tell me about Moms Clean Air Force. I like the name. How did that name even come about? So it is wonderful. First of all, Moms Clean Air Force is an organization of over 1 million moms, dads, grandmas, aunts, play cousins, you name it, everybody from all over the country. And we come together to make sure that we are protecting children from air pollution and climate issues. So it's a wonderful organization. And it was the name actually came from uh, one of our co-founders, Dominique Browning. She's also our senior director. And you know, with the focus on clean air, really moms are a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> So um, the, the name uh, Moms Clean Air Force, I think, fits us very, very well. But it's an organization that's maybe about seven, uh, seven, eight years old now. And we've been moving across the country, really spreading the message of how to protect our children from air pollution and from climate. And I can tell you, it's no, uh, no greater time than right now to be involved. Well, I, I, I believe that. You know, I follow politics. I know what's going on. <laughs> So I'm a little appalled at what's going on out there. But especially for like African-American children, I read a statistic that said they're 10 times likely, more likely to die of asthma related issues than white children and four times more likely to be admitted into the hospital with asthma. Now, I know there are other pollutions in the home that can affect um, people and uh, their children and, and uh, their breathing, like, you know, cigarette smoke and things like that. But and in impoverished areas, there seems to be more industrialized pollution and, and uh, um, that affects children as well, correct? Absolutely. You know, when you think about our communities, uh, African-American communities, communities of color, and what I like to refer to as frontline communities, because they're quite frankly on the front line of industrial pollution, of manufacturing plants. We're right across the railroad tracks. Most of us know that, that theory and that saying of, oh, I live on the other side of the tracks. Well, you think about the tracks. Mm -hmm as being the carriers of pollutants all over this country and what is on the other side of that being uh, industries that are oftentimes putting these pollutants and poisons in the air. Well, because one of the reasons that we know we see a lot of these increases in communities of color is because the poisons are right at the front doorsteps of these children. And so, yes, one in nine African-American children suffers from asthma. And when you think about just sort of how that impact is multiplied in our communities, you have children who are impacted by uh, asthma who can't go to school or whose parents have to take them to, uh, to the hospital or to get some type of medical treatment for that. That's days off work. It's, it's a constant rolling ball of what ends up being economic depression in our communities. And we don't 
make the links to it. So, you know, one of the things that we're really bringing attention to right now is that there are even more pollutants that are being put into the air because of, unfortunately, this particular administration. Um, I used to work for EPA, so I served as regional administrator for the Southeast in Region 4 under President Obama. And that is a region in the Southeast where we have um, a, a beautiful, diverse natural landscape, but we also have some of economically depressed parts of the country right in the Southeast area. So I can think right off the top, you know, places in Birmingham, Alabama, where there are communities of color that are sitting literally right across the street from plants where these, uh, these poisons and these uh, pollutants are in the air and they're impacting the people right across the street. So this is not something that we're talking about in somebody else's yard. This is in our own backyards and it's in neighborhoods that are right next to us each and every day. Well, we mentioned asthma, but there's more um, to it than just that particular, you know, disease or problem. Like there's a lot of other things that can happen to you physically as far as your health than just asthma, isn't it? There are, you know, there's uh, asthma, there's mercury. Mercury uh, is a, we, we think about mercury when we think about fish, right? Most of us, when you are having a baby and you go to the doctor, one of the main things they tell you is you might need to reduce the amount of fish that you're going to eat. Uh, I got that message uh, when I had my son two years ago and I was like, really? Because I like some salmon and some other fish. <laughs> you know, you have to, to pull back because of the concerns of the mercury that could be emitted in your body and it directly goes to your baby's brain. Uh, it's one of the things that we know directly impacts brain development in fetuses, in children. Well, mercury is also one of the things that's emitted from coal-fired power plants. Uh, it's what they put and produce in the air when they are burning off the pollutants. And that mercury then goes into the air right next to communities. And again, this is something that when you breathe it in, especially if you are pregnant or a very, very young child, it directly impacts brain development. So we're talking about the learning abilities for children of color. It's quite serious, and, and um, it, it's important to note that these are things historically that have been done in communities of color because we're right next to uh, plants and places that are putting out and emitting this pollution. But it's also something that we haven't heard a lot about. You know, we hear oftentimes the numbers of children that are going to the hospital or the numbers of children that are admitted to emergency rooms for breathing issues, for sinuses, for allergies for um, asthma, but making the links to where we live is something that we have not done. And I think, again, it's very important to note that even right now, they're talking about changing regulations to allow more of these mercury, more of these poisons to be put into the air. So at, right now, EPA is considering uh, to roll back the mercury and air toxic standards or MATS for short. And this is one of the things that protects communities because it requires coal-fired power plants to put sort of a filter on to make sure that they don't put the mercury into the air. The same way we put you know, filters on our air conditioning units at the house or think to make sure that we don't have allergens floating around uh, in our air and that we can breathe better at night, we made sure the industries had to have a filter of a sort on in order to uh, 
ensure that the, the air that we're breathing outside is clean and we're not ingesting these poisons. Right now, EPA is considering rolling that back. They're basically saying, you know what, industries, you can police yourselves and you know the right thing to do. And we're going to trust you to make sure that uh, you you do this yourself. Now, I don't know about you. I have children and I'm not equating them to children. But uh, I know that if I leave some cookies out on the table and I say to my children, uh, I try to eat only the amount of cookies that you're going to eat and to stop yourself when you've had too many cookies. I can guarantee you I'm going to come home and the cookies are going to be gone. <laughs> exactly. Well, we know that the industry, yeah, that corporations will do whatever benefits their bottom line. And so we, we know that has been proven time and time again to be true. So I agree, Absolutely. but your parents also have to know, they have to do their research because it seems like these polluters will put a nice name on initiatives to sell them to the public and they're fooling you. Like in California, we have the California Californians for Affordable and Reliable Energy, the CARE, you know, mm -hmm. the CARE and, and the California Drivers Alliance so that they can pay less for all of these initiatives that, but, you know, that put pollutants into the air and into the environment. So, you know, I, that's why I think it's great to have organizations like Moms Clean Air Force because it also keeps you from having to do all the research. You guys already have done it. So, you know, they just have to pay attention to what you guys are talking about. Now, let me ask you a question just for our parents' sake. Are there any cities or areas, you mentioned Alabama, that you're really concerned about right now, like that really put children at, at risk? Which areas are you concentrating on? You know, there. Um, first of all, any area that has uh, any type of industry going through it at all is a concern. You know, we can't say that one community is more important than, than any other because to us, quite frankly, all of our children, no matter where they are, uh, are at risk. What we want to do is make sure that we are equipping and empowering parents to have the resources and tools they need to go to their local elected officials or their state leaders and their congressional leaders and say that we cannot continue to poison our children. And that's one of the things that we're known for. And, and one of the things that I'm really proud of is because our moms, uh, without a doubt, have no fear and taking these resources down from our website, showing up, you, you'll notice, notice us in our signature red and white shirts or our signs um, that say Moms Clean Air Force. And we demand to know what are you doing? Because as, as far as we're concerned, there are poisons that are impacting children. Now, at the same time, there are some states and some places where we've been doing a lot of work and have uh, and are now seeing really great rewards. Uh, really exciting to see in the state of New Mexico just this past week where the governor signed in legislation that's helping to ensure that there is not only clean and renewable energy in the, in the uh, state, but also that they're taking active measures to um, protect all of the people and children from climate. That takes a, that's a huge effort and step forward. And we're so grateful to our moms in New Mexico that again, have been there and on those front lines. And in Pennsylvania, uh, they're taking some huge steps to, to reducing methane in the state of Pennsylvania. And our moms have been right there the whole way uh, talking about the impacts to children and communities. And that's what, again, is important to us. We know that when we just empower mothers with the information, just giving you the tools that you need, your first priority is going to be protect your children and not just your children, all children. We want to protect our babies to make sure that, that we're leaving them in a space that's healthy, that's fruitful for them to grow in. And anything that we can do to ensure that they have that future, we're ready to do. So when we prepare and give the, 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 
the information to our moms, they take and run with it. Uh, on the other side of that, we ask our mothers for their stories because those stories are very powerful when we're going to Washington to advocate on behalf of all of our children, to say that air pollution is harming our children in more ways than we can imagine. Uh, it's important for mothers to uh, make sure that when they're going to talk to their city council meetings, city councilors or their, their mayors, that they are asking the questions about sustainability and clean energy and the things that can be done right there in your own community or even in things such as uh, locating schools, asking questions about uh, what is the, the traffic going to look like that's coming by this school? What's the traffic look like that goes by my daycare? Because the children that are in that facility are breathing the toxins that are uh, around them. And auto, the auto uh, industry and cars is one of the top producers of pollutants. So these are the types of things that we want mothers to continue to do. Right. They have to ask the right questions. Talk us a little bit about what's going on uh, in Washington, D.C. right now with uh, Wheeler and the hearings. Explain to the listening audience who might not know who Wheeler is and uh, why you guys oppose this nomination. What, what's going on? What happened? So Andrew Wheeler. Andrew Wheeler is mm -hmm. the acting administrator for the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. He served as the deputy under Scott Pruitt. Now, that name Scott Pruitt may ring a bell to folks because he was fraught with all types of scandal when he was the EPA administrator and ultimately he resigned. But that left Mr. Wheeler to come into his place. The thing that should concern everyone about Mr. Wheeler is that he is a former coal lobbyist. So we are actually putting the fox in charge of the hen house. You know, I went to the hearing on Mr. Wheeler uh, to listen to the questions that were coming uh, to him from the Senate and to listen to uh, his uh, in, in a way interviewed to be the new administrator for US BPA. And there was a, a portion of the hearing where they actually showed um, the plan for deregulating EPA that came from one of his clients. And even after he said that he was not participating with that plan, he didn't have any knowledge of it, they showed pictures of him in the room with the client holding the plan <laughs> and show and have shown where he has literally gone through like a little checklist to check off all of the deregulation that the coal industry wants at EPA. This is the thing that should make parents mad. I mean, mamas should be mm -hmm. righteous indignation because this gentleman is now trying to be the head of the agency whose sole mission it is to protect human health and the environment. The first of that being human health. So how in the world someone can come and claim to be the top person to protect our environment and our climate, and they are hired and following the plan of the people who want to completely deregulate and put all the poisons back in the air is befuddling to me. But that is the reason why we were there and on the Hill. That is the reason why we are asking every single member of your listening audience to today, pick up the phone, call your senator. It does not matter if they are Democrat or Republican. 
Call them, tell them your name and that you are a resident of their state and that you want them to vote against Andrew Wheeler because we cannot afford to put the fox in charge of the hen house. We just don't do that. <laughs> no, absolutely. I agree with you there. And I, I, you know, I have a problem with lobbyists being appointed to these positions because, you know, they're going to be biased. So um, here's the thing, you know, I, I just don't I don't get I know it has to do with money in the long term, but. These polluters, the head of these corporations, the, these industries, you would think they would want a world where their children can breathe easily. I know they have money and they can move and they can buy just about anything, but why ruin the one planet that we have off of greed? I just never can wrap my head around that. We have one planet. If we have the statistics now that are so high for children dying from not being able to breathe, it can't get it won't get any better with these people in charge, it's going to get worse. 10 children, you know, 10 times, I'm sorry, the, the death rate for African-American children. So that that rate is going to go up. We're talking about your children. The people are listening. That means somebody you know will likely pass from this not being able to breathe. I mean, that's, a, that's yeah. really um, a travesty to let that happen. So you, our listeners, we want you to pick up the phone, find out who's in charge. You can just Google it. You can find out who are your representatives and give them a call and let them know no to Andrew Wheeler. That's really important. Um, Absolutely. And, and another easy way to do it is on our website. So if you go to www.momscleanairforce.org and it's all one word, moms with S, M-O-M-S, M-O, yeah, M-O-M-S, sorry, momscleanairforce.org. Uh, we have a whole section there on how to contact your, your legislator, how to contact your, your senator, your congressman, uh, but your senator, how to contact your senator and tell them to vote no on Wheeler. And then we have the resources that you need that tell you why they should vote no on Wheeler. So we made it very easy for you. Just go to our website and follow the directions. All right. No, that's fantastic. That you made it really easy for it. So there's no excuses. So make sure you go and do that. Now, it's so important that our community votes. I heard so many people during the election say the big election and the primaries, they don't understand politics or they don't vote or they don't like this candidate. They don't like that candidate. I always say it's not like Facebook likes. It's not about who you, who you like or who you don't. It's oftentimes about the best person in place for that for your children. Um, and you have to make a, de a decision. You're, you don't have an option to sit out, even if you know you know you do. It's not an option. Like you're putting people's lives and and their livelihoods at stake. So, what do you say to people who don't understand politics and they, and they don't vote? What do you say to them? It's not about understanding. It's about a duty and a, and what we're supposed to do. Uh, sometimes it's not about voting for someone. It's about voting against someone or something. It's the power that we have to make our voices heard. And your children cannot vote. They can't they turn 18. So it's a vote not just for yourself, but as you said, it's a vote for your family. It's a vote for your children. It's a vote for the future. Uh, you know, when I think about climate issues and their relationship to voting, one of the things that you just said that I wanted to make sure it really clicks with people has to do with, you know, people not getting or understanding that this is such a dire situation. You know, it doesn't seem like it affects you, impacts you right this very moment. And so since it doesn't, then it's it's easy to say, oh, we'll deal with that later. A lot like elective politics, people don't see where their one specific vote may or may not count. 
But I want to challenge that theory because all across this country, in both the midterms and the 2016 elections, we saw very, very close races where one vote did count. It did make a huge difference. We're seeing now where um, decisions were made and people have been appointed as a result of uh, decisions that were made in electoral politics that are now having to be reversed. We're seeing where in the state of uh, Florida, millions are getting their right to vote back because people went to the polls and said, we wanna make sure that people who were formerly in prison can now have the right to vote. That's gonna change the face of Florida. In the state of Georgia, where Stacey Abrams was running and there were so many voter irregularities that now they're being on their face. And as a result of all of the push that people did, we're going to see Stacey Abrams continue her work in the future and uh, return the State of the Union uh, address, which I think is an amazing thing that's happened. But again, this, this started because people went to the polls to vote. So the move and the wave of voting goes so far beyond one particular day. It, it has effects that happen for years and years to come. There is also, with respect to climate issues, and this is uh, what we're seeing and feeling right now and why at Moms Clean Air Force, we're so adamant about people being registered to vote, is that we're running out of time, pure and simple. The recent uh, global climate report, the IPCC report, which is comprised of scientists from all over the world, has let us know that we have 12 years before we will be in a place where we are irreversible in terms of the climate actions and what we will feel as a result of climate change. Just 12 years. I have a two-year-old. My son will be 14. He will not be able to drive by the time that our planet is experiencing extreme weather events in a way that we cannot change. That's scary. I think about mm -hmm. a long time ago called the day after tomorrow. I don't know if you saw it, but it mm -hmm. was scary. Move it. Yeah. <laughs> where everything froze all of a sudden and you know, the mm -hmm. Liberty froze and there were all of these um, hurricanes and it was it was crazy and wild and when that movie came out we were all like oh my god that's so crazy that'll never happen and then we saw the polar vortex that took over our country uh, we saw where uh, the, Chica the Chicago River was frozen uh, we saw where people had to cancel school in Wisconsin because they simply could not go outside in 50 degree below zero weather. We saw the day after tomorrow happen in our country. It is not a joke. It is not something in the far off future. We have to make these changes today. You have to vote for people who understand and are willing to accept that climate is happening to us now and they are willing to make the policy changes to protect our children. I am determined and hell-bent to protect my child, but all of my children, <laughs> not just the two-year-old. As you should be. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, and those, those, 
those pictures from the polar vortex actually were very haunting and very similar to the movie. I actually made that connection as well. And I went, Whoa, okay. And then you hear stories about the prisoners in Brooklyn who have been since the polar vortex hit without heat and without electricity. And they're, they're freezing. And, uh, you know, because of activists, they're, they're getting uh, the attention they deserve to get help. Um, you know, prisoners are humans. They need, they need heat. They need to be able to uh, survive this as well. And we've lost, I think, 20 people was the last count that I saw due to that polar vortex, the climate change. Then I read something about, um, you know, like we have the glaciers melting, right? And the, uh, we, they just found a hole under one of the glaciers that's melting that uh, has already opened and it's providing heat to help melt it faster. We have so much going on right now that are, that's at stake for the future of our children. And for them to have a future that we recognize, we really need to vote in the right people. And I can't say that more passionately enough that we really need to vote the right people in and you guys got to do your homework. Um, and if you don't want to do the research, look to organizations like Moms Clean Air Force to um, help you to figure out who are, who are the best candidates. You know, who are who's out there for your children? We got moms out there for mm -hmm. your children. You know, check out what they're saying and who are the best candidates, who are the best people. We're going to be looking to you guys for um, leadership in this. And, and I'm sure you're provided as you always have. But tell us how we can find you on social media, too. Oh, go ahead. Finish. Please finish up. I want you to get your points across. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We, we want to make sure that people are voting, but we also want to make sure people run. Um, there is no better run for office than the people that are right around you. You think of yourself. Uh, I served as mayor of Greenville, Mississippi for eight years for two terms, and I worked to work for the Obama administration. And I've been in public service for years. There's no greater feeling than public service. I love to be on this side of it now because I get to encourage and teach people how to get into public service. So that's the other call, you know, vote, but also think about running for office. Think about going to your local mayor and asking, is there a board or a commission that I can sit on, that I can serve in some way, maybe an hour every two weeks, some small way that you can contribute. Don't run away from public service, run to it. So that's our other call is, you know, we want to see moms sitting on these boards of commission. We want to see moms um, being on environmental sustainability boards because we know mothers have our best interests at heart. So we're also encouraging our moms, don't just vote, go out and run. If you can be the president of the PTA, you can sit on the city council. Uh, if you can do the choir uh, finances and treasure for the church. You can be a city clerk. You can do these things. Uh, we want and encourage mothers to get out there and do it. I am so for that. And I may be talking to you in the future about that. I just moved to LA not long ago, but I'm getting my roots down and I'm definitely something that I'm interested in doing. But please tell people that. where we can find you. You mentioned your website. Please talk about social media where we can find Moms Clean Air Force. Absolutely. We are on all forms of social media. So our website is www.momscleanairforce.org. And you'll find uh, there are all the tools and resources that we talked about. We have a really exciting one that's coming out uh, within the next few weeks. It's called Community Rx, like Rx the prescription. And it is uh, a uh, a program that is designed for the African-American community that talks about environmental so we are really excited about that. We have a program called Echo Madres that's for our, the Latino community. So we have a lot of different programs and resources, and we encourage people to get involved. 
You can find us on Twitter at Clean Air Moms, and you can find us on Facebook at Moms Clean Air Force. We're also on Instagram and on Pinterest and LinkedIn. So you can find us on any of those outlets by using Clean Air Force uh, in your search, or you can uh, find us using the hashtag of Clean Air Moms. Uh, we're all over social media. That's fantastic. And I want to thank you for coming on and talking to our listeners. Um, this is definitely uh, something they need to know about since it affects us so directly and so closely to our community. So I just put up the website just now, momscleanerforce.org. So you can go there and check them out. I appreciate it. If you're watching, also be sure to follow us on social media. We're at Black Parenting One on Twitter and on Instagram, Black Parenting Magazine. Uh, we'd love to see you guys there. You know, we're on Facebook if you're watching this or you're watching it from our website, but all our links are there too. So until next time, we will see you soon. Thank you all for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine. We'll see you soon.